0: Jose asked me last week, uh, Pastor, how many more weeks are you going to have sermons on this same topic? I do who's running out of Roman numerals, uh, but uh, the perfect person. And uh, we were talking about, you know, what is the perfect person? Well, we know that Jesus Christ is the only perfect individual. But in our walk with God, the optimum word today, walk, uh, is... Where we're at and what, you know, talking about our heart, we've done that routine, spoke of our heart, we've spoken of our tongue, our mouth, our speaking, uh, taste and see, (laughs) our eyes, our hearing, uh, our doing, and today we're finalizing it with walking, our walk with the Lord. So, walk, to be defined, is to proceed or to advance by moving your feet. (laughs) to walk is to move or advance by moving your feet. Did you ever have somebody tell you to get moving? <laughs> what do they want you to do? Move your feet a little faster, you know? I always liked um, Tim Conway. That was my favorite. So those of you who don't know Tim Conway, watch some of the old TV shows. Tim Conway and the old person. Uh, you, know, it was, you know, you, you got to watch Tim Conway. Anyhow, I can't do a good Tim Conway, but you know, so you would say, okay, you know, it's like one of those things, please move faster, ah, you know, so that was Tim Conway. So sometimes I think in our Christian walk, God's saying, move your feet, David. <laughs> get moving a little quicker, get, you know, put one foot in front of the other. Or it can also mean a person's usual mode of behavior, your usual mode of behavior. So our walk then is moving your feet, is a physical momentum, a physical movement, but it is also a mode of behavior, that our behavior before God and in life is our walk. Now I'm going to read Romans chapter 8 again, which has been the theme of our series. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, has not welcomed his anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome Him in whom He dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin. You now, when we're talking about the perfect person, we somehow forget that we still experience all the limitations of sin. We have limitations. You know, there's no doubt about it. I can't sing. <laughs> you know, I was singing behind Jackson and he goes like this. He covers his ear. I mean, you know, it's like I, you know, I think I sound okay, but you know, uh, one time uh, it was a few weeks ago I had the the, my button on for my mic and they had it off back there but somehow it was making its way through the ladies and theirs and it was ringing in their ears my voice and they were all confused <laughs> as to where they should be when they were singing so <laughs> we all have the limitations of sin well we all have limitations in our walk but that's not an excuse so we all have limitations the idea is that we take the strengths that we have And we develop the strengths and allow the Spirit of God to take the strengths of our life and make them better. And the weaknesses of our life, bring them up so they're not our pitfalls. (laughs) You know? Learn how to sing. Jose got this little box back here, (laughs) and uh, he won't let me sing into it. But anyhow, (laughs) you know, it helps your have to do that again sometime, Jose. So I've Figure out, I can sound like almost anyone through that little box. So even though we still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. And I think this is so appropriate for our walk. Because we walk through many different situations, and we're going to find that out today. Uh, we walk through many different sim- situations, but you experience, we experience life on God's terms. I think of Paul on the boat, you know, going to Rome, and the boat is in the storm for two weeks. They throw ropes around the boat to hold it together. And Paul says, you know, guys, if you'd have listened, he didn't say this, but if you'd listened, we wouldn't be in the storm and we wouldn't be sinking. Well, but he was experienced that, he was experiencing that storm and the wrecking, demolishing of the ship. What was he He was experiencing life on God's terms. We experience life on God's terms, that God is always with us, we are safe in the arms of our Father, but it doesn't mean bad things don't happen to good people. Bad things happen to us and happen in life, but we experience life on God's terms. Sometimes some people just pull right out in front of us and we run right into them. <laughs> that was Jen's accident. <laughs> Somebody pulled right out in front of her on a, on a, I think that's how it happened, but anyhow, it's a good story, right? That's a good story. That's a good version. Uh, So we experience life on God's terms. There are things that happen to us that just weren't planned for. Experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. Bring you alive to himself. In our walk, we are going to walk right into heaven. Talk about that in a minute. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from the dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to God. We live life on God's terms. So our walk is our mode of behavior. Living life on God's terms. I live my life on God's terms. Are you ready? (laughs) Jose has this uh, video that was being played before uh, church, and I wanted him to play some of it. And with the idea now, this is a worship team doing this. So you know, all of you, we have three up here today. We can have a lot more on the worship team. Right, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I knew he was just ready for that one. He was just bursting for that one. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Anybody know John Lennon (laughs) and the Beatles? I talked about that before church and they said, we're not that old pastor. (laughs) So anyhow, I never thought I would be using John Lennon or the Beatles in a sermon, but you know, anything is possible. I did a funeral a number of years ago and the introduction to my uh, message was by the Grateful Dead, you know. (laughs) And that was a rock group, you know. And uh, and they had a Harley in there, you know, by the casket, and, and uh, they said, that was pretty good preacher, you know, so. Anyhow, they, they never had anything to do with church, but we can work it out, we can make this work, and what is the, this, the text that we we're talking about, experiencing life on God's terms, we can work this out. And as we walk with God, it is a, how that we advance by moving forward in our faith how that we have this understanding that God is going to work with us and that we are changing our mode of behavior, our walk. And so God comes to walk with us. The scripture in Genesis 5, 24, in Enoch, walked with God and he was not, for God took him. That this was, Enoch and God were such good friends that in the cool of the day, basically, Enoch would walk in life and God and he were walking together. And his walk with God was such that one day, you know, I can—I was just thinking of this. You know, you're walking around, and people who are just the eternal optimist. Wow, isn't this beautiful? This snow. (laughs) Wow, it just kind of piles up, and it's really pretty, and it keeps coming and coming. (laughs) And Enoch would have been one of these guys, I think, that saw the hand of God in everything, and he was walking with God every day in his life, and and rejoicing and happy in life and happy in in the things going around him and the troubles that came and the difficulties that came. He was able to see the hand of God in everything. And one day God shows up and says, Enoch, you think this created place is good? Come with me, I'm going to show you my my place. (laughs) And he and Enoch walked off into the heaven. And so it's one of those things that Enoch walked with God and he was not. So we ask ourselves the question then, where do we walk? You know? Where do we walk? Where, uh, with whom do we walk? And how do you know which way you're supposed to go? <laughs> and our walk with God is something that is the moving of our feet. <laughs> I am really in a hurry to get to heaven. <laughs> You know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, getting there, God. I'm a comin'. <laughs> that's Tim Conway. That's a good one there. I'm a You know. <laughs> so yeah, that's much Tim Conway I'm going to do today. But we have this understanding, and sometimes our walk with God is just like I'm, I'm in motion. <laughs> but our walk with God is that which God is involved in every aspect of our life, no matter how fast it comes or how slow it comes. God is there. Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ear will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You see, whenever we, th- I, th- I think, and I mentioned this in Sunday school, that Christians are to be the most creative people on the planet because we have this, the creative spirit of God inside of us. And the creative spirit of God working with us in our daily walk is one that creates, renews, allows us to see things differently. Allows us to have a different perspective on the things that are so obvious. And that's how Enoch was able to have a perspective of life that was so relevant and so intense with his relationship with God, that he just simply walked into heaven with God. And here in our life, we would say, wow, that's pretty intense to have that walk with God. Well, we can work this out, God says, in his word. We can work this out, that his spirit and his word come together, and create this understanding in our hearts and our spirit that we can walk with God, and this is the way. Well, which way should I go? Well, this is the way, David. You know, uh, Yogi bear. <laughs> when you get to the fork in the road, take it. <laughs> you get to the fork in the road, take it. Well, should I go left or right? Well, take it. <laughs> this is the way walking in it. There's an understanding, the road less traveled. Who wrote that one? Road Less Traveled. That Was long, Was a Longfellow? No. Wadsworth? No, it wasn't Wadsworth. It was a Longfellow. Anyhow, it's one of those poems. This is, you know, the road less traveled. That, you, you know, you, you can only see so far. Well, this is the road. Take this road. When you get there, you'll know where you're going. Walk this way. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 12 and 13. So don't sit on your hands. In Sunday school, we talked about uh, Solomon and his writing in the book of Proverbs and how that um, a slothful, slugger, lazy person. Uh, you got to read sometimes the, the Proverbs, okay? And if you don't have a Sunday school book, we'll give you the outline of the lessons this morning. But in the book of Proverbs, it talks about the person who is lazy. And he, he awakens in his bed And he says, and his reasoning for not getting out of bed is, there are lions prowling the streets today. (laughs) You know, it's like, think about that. There are lions prowling the street today. Where does he live, in Africa, in the jungle? No, he's in Jerusalem in in the time of prosperity. And there are no lions in the streets today. But he don't want to get out of bed because there's lions in the street today. And then Proverbs likens him to a door hinge. And what happens to a door hinge? Rolls over. <laughs> it just flops back and forth. Never goes anywhere, it just rolls over. So is the fool or the lazy person who rolls over in bed. <laughs> Covers up his head, and he is so lazy that when he puts his fork into the pie, He doesn't even know if he wants to lift it up. (laughs) That's in Proverbs. So we find that don't sit on your hands, no more dragging your feet. Walk with the Lord. Clear the path for long-distance runners so no one will trip and fall, so no one will step in a hole and sprain an ankle, help each other out and run for it. That in our walk with God, we have a way of supporting each other. That we have a way of being part of the family of God. We have a way of understanding the relationships that we have and the encouragement that we offer. The encouragement that we offer. Beth sent a picture of the class on um, Valentine. She helped out, parent helper, with her daughter in Rhonda's class. And she sent a picture of the class and the Valentine saying hello to Mrs. McGee. She got that and she showed everybody. This is my class. (laughs) This is my class. It was very helpful, not only to the class and helping Beth helping Rhonda to class, but it was very helpful and supportive that her students sent the message via Beth to Rhonda. We find that we can work this out. Long-distance runners, you need to fill in the (laughs) potholes. You need to fill in the holes in the indentations so that when people who are coming this way, they don't even know there was a pothole there. Why? Because you filled it in. You helped make up the distance. In your walk with God, you have found difficulties and you filled it in so that those who follow you and those who you can influence and help, support, don't have to step in the same hole. That's your testimony of how that God has done something in your life and as you share that testimony, you are helping someone else out. <laughs> so you're helping someone else, not by, there's a hole here. <laughs> oh, that's a good news, you know. How many go drive down the road and you blink your lights because there's an accident ahead to slow down the people in front of you that are coming the opposite way. I do that, you know. Last week, <laughs> What did I speak on? Good Samaritan, remember? Right? It was funny because, not funny, but Monday night, Tuesday night, whatever, we were driving back, Sunday night, we were driving back in a snowstorm. It was snowy, you know, and a a car in front of us, right out here at 56 and uh, 12th Street, went across the media strip up over the other side and wrecked. So I pushed the little on-star button in our new car. (laughs) Told the person there's a wreck on so and so and whatever. And her words, whenever she got all the information, she says, Well, thank you for being a good Samaritan. Rhonda says, Hey, you preached on that. (laughs) (laughs) But you see, helping each other out. Our faith is living, active, alive, and moving. Faith is alive and active, it is living. The word of God and the scriptural principles that are presented in the word are very much alive. Because it helps us in our doing. So when you walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still. Anybody remember? Trust and obey. (laughs) It's in the hymnal. (laughs) <laughs> when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. So you see that the word of God is alive and active. It is shining. It is a light to our path. And all of these things talk about, in Solomon in, this, in the um, Proverbs, talks about the ant, <laughs> you know, little ant, not the A-U-N-T one, the <laughs> A-N-T one. How they, they, don't have to, they don't have a director. They don't have someone to tell them what to do. They just know what they're supposed to do. And they work for the good of all. And so it is that we walk, walk with the Lord. Our walk is about living. Our walk is about being active. Our walk is about doing. Psalm 23, 4. <laughs> Nay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. Our walk through the valley of the shadow. There are a lot of things that cast shadows over our life. Death of someone we love. But there is loss of a job. Loss of abilities. Losses that we have in our life that cast its shadow over our path. And we have to walk through those difficult times. And even when I walk through the difficult times of my life, where the shadow has darkened life, I don't have to be afraid. Why? I will fear no evil. Why? Because God, His rod and His staff, one is protection, one is guidance. When I walk through the shadow, there is the guidance of God. This is the way, walk ye in it. There is the protection of God. He is my strength. He is my Redeemer. He will never leave me, nor forsake me. There is the assurance of God. So as I walk through the valley of the shadows, in which things happen in life and cast a shadow upon me, I don't have to worry. Because God is with me. And he will protect me and he will guide me. Luke chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. Didn't know there were so many walk verses. I didn't, even use a, I didn't even use a fraction of the walk verses. Luke chapter 3, verse 4. A voice of one calling in the, in the desert. This is John the Baptist. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the path for him. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. What's this about? I want you to know that the king is coming. And when the king is coming to Wimber, the people in Wimber are to take the mountains down and fill in the valleys. The valleys are to be brought high. You are to make sure there are no potholes on the streets and that everything is as smooth as possible so that when the king passes through your area, the road is smooth and he really likes your town. That's what this is. The king is coming. So in, with the coming of the kingdom of God into our life, there is a way that God works in our life that the mountains that are so hard to climb, he kind of flattens them out. The valleys that are so deep that we, we can't get down, you know, it just takes us down, takes us forever to get there because we've got to go down through the valleys. <sighs> in West Virginia, we, whenever we went to school in West Virginia, You know why that's God's country? You know why? Take me home, West Virginia. Mountain mamas, take me home. (laughs) Do you know why God loves West Virginia? He wanted to cram as much space as he could into it. (laughs) And so he crunched it and the mountains go up and down and the roads are around and they followed the cow when they made the roads. (laughs) And it was just one of those things that it was a very difficult place. And you go to the interstates now in West Virginia, what do they do? Mountains down, valleys up, bridges over rivers, and not down. And what happened? In our life, God has a way of making the crooked way straight. The provision of God. What's going to happen? What's the verse? We said... Even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. God's terms, God's way has a way of bringing the mountains down, filling in the valleys, making the crooked places straight, and all the potholes are filled in. <laughs> and I'll, just one more, two more verses. John eleven ten, and 1 John 1, 7. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there's no light in him. First John 1:7. But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Walking in the light is allowing the light of God's word to shine upon our path. We have a, we, we know where we're going. There is a way, this is a way of walking in it. There is an understanding. Straight is the path. Narrow, straight as a gate and narrows a path that leads to eternal life. It means that the way that we walk with God has boundaries. It doesn't mean that it's narrow, we're on a cliff and we can fall off. That the word of God has boundaries, guide rails. And don't break God's commandments because they deal with our relationship with God and our relationship with people. Don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, don't kill, don't take people's possessions, don't sleep with other people's wives and husbands. Don't do those things. They will destroy your relationship with people and have no other gods before Him. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart and soul and mind. These are the guide rails of our life, and life is a great place of opportunity between the guide rails of serving Him. And on the road to Emmaus, Jesus, the two were walking to the road to Emmaus. i was not going to read it. Two were walking on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus comes alongside of them, and they don't recognize him. And Jesus asked him, Why the long face? Why the long face? And they looked at him and said, Don't you know what's happened? This guy we thought who was going to be the Messiah, they killed him. <laughs> and Jesus says, Well, let me talk to you about this whole thing. He began to explain to them all of the things mentioned in the Old Testament about the Messiah and what the Messiah should do. And when they got to their house, they didn't want him to leave. And so the word "constrain" is almost like they grabbed hold of him and threw him in the house. They forced him in. Please stay with us. Please stay with us. Don't go any further. It's nighttime. You don't want to be out on the roads at night. Come stay with us. And Jesus, not knowing who it was, they didn't know that it was Jesus, sat down with them at supper. He took bread, and he blessed it. And there was something about the way that he prayed, or maybe it was the holes in his hand that they recognized. It's Jesus. In our walk with God, there are some times that it just kind of burns within us. You know, there's something special about this moment. There's something special about this place. There's something special about this time. God hasn't left us. He has come to live within us. And it's like walking, Enoch walking with God. It's like seeing God in everything. It doesn't mean everything is wonderful. It means that, it means that I'm experiencing life on God's terms. <laughs> it means that God is alive and is at work in everything that I see and everything that I do and that I am safe and the people who love God are safe and whether they live or whether they die, I am, we are safe in God's hands and I'm going to walk home someday and i will be in heaven. But until that day comes, <laughs> he walks with me and he talks with me, and he tells me, I am his own. And the joy we share as we kind of tarry there, hmm. none other has ever known. It's me and God. Guess what? That's what God does with each individual. Amen? Let's stand. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. We need to see your hand in everything, hear your voice, O oh God, in every decision that we make. And, Lord, we pray that you will guide us in the paths of righteousness for your name'sake, so that we may walk through the valleys of the shadows, and we may experience your guidance and your protection in all things. So we thank you, God, for your forgiveness. We confess our sins and ask you to forgive us and live within our hearts. We ask you, oh God, to make that crooked way straight and those potholes that keep busting things up in our lives. God, we pray by your word, we fill them in, we move around them, we go a different direction, the one that speaks of your peace, your forgiveness, that is alive and active, taking us on the road to heaven. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, O oh God, for walking with us each step of the way. We ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everyone who expects Jesus to walk with them this day and from this day forward to eternity, say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen.